You are Locked On Balls, your daily Tennessee Volunteers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Balls, the daily Tennessee podcast, part of the Locked On Network. My name is Josh Ward. I'm excited to be with you here today as we continue to move through week one, getting ready for Tennessee and West Virginia on Saturday. There is a lot to cover on today's show because on Monday, we heard from Tennessee head coach Jeremy Pruitt, also Dana Holgerson, West Virginia's coach, talking about Tennessee's quarterback battle. There's not much of an update to it on today's show, at least compared to what we've been saying the last few weeks. Tennessee did put out a depth chart on Monday. It's at least a projected two deep that is tentative. It is subject to change between now and Saturday. I'll go through some of what stood out in the first segment of today's show. You'll hear from Jeremy Pruitt talking about, or at least answering a question, about Tennessee's quarterback position. Also on today's show, with so much attention on Tennessee's quarterback position, those guys that are going to be blocking in front of him are going to be really important as well. So a look at the O-line with Trey Smith projected to start at left tackle, what that group looks like from left to right, and the importance of the changes that Tennessee is making up front. A former Tennessee offensive lineman, an all-SEC lineman, talking about the mindset that these players are going to have to take on. I'll get you some notes from Monday's practice, what we were able to see while the media was out there on the practice field, and some quarterback updates around the SEC. I'll get to all of that right here on Locked on Vols. Today's show is presented by The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash rockytalk for 40% off. The show is also presented by MyBookie and FanDuel. I'm excited to have them on board and excited that football season's here. We're really getting going here. Thanks to everybody who has helped spread the word, who has gone on to iTunes to rate and review the show. If you haven't done so and have a moment, that's a big help. Can help other Tennessee fans find what we're doing here five days a week talking about what's going on with Tennessee. So on Monday, Tennessee released that depth chart. And I think the first thing that stood out to a lot of people when they looked at it was, man, there are a lot of either ors. There were 13 different ors on the depth chart. And by that, I mean, if you look at tight end, the starter is Dominique Wood Anderson or Eli Wolf or Austin Pope at running back, Tim Jordan or Ty Chandler or Madre London your starting running backs. And then at quarterback, the first position everybody looked to, Jarrett Garantano is listed first or Keller Christ. So you saw that especially on the offensive side. There were three different position groups, tight end, running back, and right tackle that have three players in bold essentially listed as starters. You also have left guard, Jameer Johnson, or Riley Locklear, those three right tackles, Drew Richmond on top ahead of Marcus Tatum and Chance Hall, Josh Palmer or Juwan Jennings at one wide receiver spot opposite Marquez Callaway, Brandon Johnson listed as the starter at slot wide receiver, and then on defense, Alante Taylor or Bryce Thompson. That's notable with two true freshmen being kind of bracketed together. I would still say Alante Taylor is probably your starter along with Balaam Buchanan, But the indication is Taylor and Bryce Thompson are going to play and probably play a lot. Tennessee's going to rely on those true freshmen. At one of the inside linebacker positions, the will spot, you have Darren Kirkland Jr. or Quarte Sapp. Same thing. Both of those guys are going to matter on defense. And then at punter, it's Joe Doyle or Paxton Brooks. I think Joe Doyle has the, pardon the pun, leg up there at punter. But both are talented players. Both are former Under Armour All-Americans and will continue to compete Later in the week, according to Jeremy Pruitt, 
Tennessee is going to decide on a starting punter. But replacing Trevor Daniel will be difficult. The Vols do at least have two talented players trying to do so. Joe Doyle is a second-year player out of Farragut High School. Paxton Brooks is a talented true freshman at that punter position. So back to quarterback. David Ubbin of The Athletic, who was on Monday's show, asked Jeremy Pruitt if he's decided on a starting quarterback, if he's informed that starting quarterback, and if not, when that might happen. Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said, answering a question about the quarterbacks. Well, I I think with all the positions that we have, uh, we still have competition, you know, and the, the best teams that I've ever been a part of, there's lots of times the guys that, that, you know, may start the first game, don't start the fifth game or the, or the eighth game. And there's been lots of guys that didn't even play in the first game that might have been the MVP of the last game. So, um, you know, football is a developmental game. you got guys that have been in the program um, longer than others that have a little better understanding of what we're trying to get done. Uh, you got guys who may have more ability that, that don't hardly understand just yet. You know, that happens everywhere. And as they get more opportunities, um, you know, they'll get a chance. And uh, when they get a chance, they got to make the most of it. So probably with every position, it's, it's really fluid. So that's Jeremy Pruitt answering a question about the quarterbacks. And his answer really didn't have too much to do about the quarterbacks. He was talking more in general as it relates to the team. And I think also talking big picture, kind of talking about what I've mentioned on the show at times, that the competition we discuss now for the opener for the West Virginia game will probably change as the season goes along. Like back to that offensive line position. At right guard, it's Ryan Johnson or Jerome Carvin as a starter, again, at right guard. I think Ryan Johnson starting on Saturday. Could be wrong, but I think it's Johnson right now. It could be Jerome Carvin later in the season, or it could be Ryan Johnson at left guard later and Jerome Carvin at right guard. The point there is that Jameer Johnson, Riley Locklear, Ryan Johnson, Jerome Carvin, maybe Karon Calvert as the season goes along will all compete for starting positions. I think that's what Jeremy Pruitt was talking about. He also probably just didn't want to talk about the quarterbacks specifically. I did think this was kind of interesting. This was Dana Holgerson on the Big 12 teleconference for the coaches on Monday. He was asked about the quarterback position at Tennessee. A starter has still not been named. I actually took the question to be, does it affect West Virginia's prep? But Dana Holgerson made it sound like it can be a challenge for the coaching staff of the team without a definite starter, especially if it's a first-time staff, which Tennessee does have, especially on the offensive side. Tyson Helton is the offensive coordinator. And there's some familiarity on the staff, but... It's still a first-year staff together at Tennessee. This is what Dana Holgerson said about maybe the challenges Tennessee will face still trying to figure out its offense and its quarterback position. Yeah, it, it's tricky. There's no doubt about that. I mean, coaches, they're, they're pretty diligent people. They want to try to get have every answer and prepare your guys for any situation that they may encounter out there on Saturdays. And anytime you get a new staff together, it makes it challenging. Uh, there, there's been times where... Where we got tricked or we got fooled or we got, you know, had to make some sideline adjustments quicker than we anticipated when, when it was a, a completely veteran coaching staff coming back. So you always got to be on guard with that game one. New coaching staffs when it's all new on, on, in all phases of it is, it, it makes it, it makes it challenging. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful we have a lot of continuity on our coaching staff and we have, we have a pretty older veteran group of guys that, 
you know, once we, once we, there's only so many things I can do. So once we kind of settle in, I think the sideline adjustments are going to be better. So West Virginia coach Dana Holgerson on the Big 12 coaches teleconference talking about maybe it being a little tricky for the offensive staff trying to get everything figured out, especially if you have a, a big decision to make quickly within the game. We'll see. I don't know how much it changes West Virginia's preparation. West Virginia probably has some intel at this point that Jared Garantano is the expected starter. I mean, they can read the media, and everybody in the media is saying that Garantano is at least expected to start. The bigger question being, will two quarterbacks play? So as far as West Virginia is concerned in preparing for Tennessee, I'd say the Mountaineers are getting ready for Jared Garantano to be out there, snap number one for Tennessee. They're probably trying to figure out, okay, what exactly does Tennessee want to do offensively? Where are they up front? How how might the tight ends be used, especially with multiple guys who can play multiple roles? That's probably a bigger question for West Virginia than who will start for Tennessee. For Tennessee, I think it's more about within. It's about continuing to push both quarterbacks in practice, continuing to push competition throughout the roster. If you look at the two deep that was released by Tennessee, there are a lot of newcomers, whether we're talking about starters like Dominique Quinn Anderson or Alante Taylor or Brandon Kennedy, who is the starting center for Tennessee, or other guys like Trayvon Flowers in the defensive backfield, Bryce Thompson, defensive lineman Kingston Harris, Juco defensive lineman Emmett Gooden, a lot of newcomers who are expected to help Tennessee right away. Madre London is another one, a grad transfer at running back. He's going to play for Tennessee this upcoming Saturday. A lot of newcomers. A lot of competition on Tennessee's two deep. Speaking of that offensive line, how they can compete against West Virginia, how physical the Vols are ready to be up front, a former Tennessee offensive lineman, a former All-SEC lineman, talking about that coming up in just a moment right here on Locked On Vols, which is presented today by The Athletic. If you go to theathletic.com slash rockytalk, you can get 40% off a first-year subscription. Here's why you want to do that. If you go to The Athletic, Again, it's a subscription-based publisher. They have smarter sports coverage for diehard fans. I'm a subscriber at The Athletic. I have been for close to a year, and I love it. I love the coverage. I love the team of writers, which continues to grow each and every day. I think Mike Lombardi is the latest added to the NFL roster, which includes Jake Lazor, Ross Tucker, Titans coverage from Travis Haney in Nashville. They have Predators coverage. David Ubbin, of course, covering Tennessee, the Vols, every single day. Check out The Athletic, and you're going to see a website that doesn't have ads, doesn't have pop-ups, doesn't have autoplay videos. It's a clean site. The app is as well. And again, great in-depth coverage of all different sports across the country. The college football team is incredible. So here's what you do. Go to theathletic.com slash rockytalk, theathletic.com slash R-O-C-K-Y, T-A-L-K, you'll receive 40% off a first-year subscription that's only $2.99 a month at theathletic.com slash rockytalk. And of course, college football season gets underway this week. Next week is the start of the NFL season, and it's a fun time to play at FanDuel. I'm going to be playing this fall, and here's what FanDuel is offering. They have a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. It's the biggest free Survivor Contest ever, and here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. The contest will lock before week one, so don't miss your chance at FanDuel.com. Go sign up now. Here's what you do. To get into the free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. And how about this? 
new users get a $20 bonus when you make your first deposit on FanDuel. I will be on there this fall. I'm going to enter the Survivor Contest. Why wouldn't I? It's free. And you don't have to be a fantasy expert to go play at FanDuel. I'm going to be on there. So there's your proof. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash locked on. So I think a big question for Tennessee's offense is the offensive line. I'm not the first to bring that up. It's been brought up on this show. Probably any show you listen to is how will the offensive line perform. But I don't think it's as simple as who are the five starters and how good are they? That's probably where the conversation begins. But even a moment ago, I was saying we don't even know who the five starters are going to be all season long. There was also the transition that Tennessee is making within the offense. Tennessee is going from the zone blocking scheme under the previous offense from Butch Jones to what Tyson Helton wants to run. And it's more man versus man, go block the guy in front of you. Is Tennessee ready to be physical enough? Does Tennessee have the right kind of mentality? And then, of course, does Tennessee have the right personnel? But a lot of that grows from within. And that can take some time. I bring that up because Mike Stoll, former All-SEC offensive lineman, former SEC champion lineman with the Tennessee Vols, was a guest on the Sports Source on WATE in Knoxville on Sunday. I was on the show, got a chance to see Mike on Sunday. He really knows what he's talking about when it comes to offensive linemen. And John Pennington asked Mike about the transition that Tennessee is making up front. So here's what Mike Stoll said about the challenge Tennessee's offensive line is facing and what we're waiting to see from the offensive line starting on Saturday against West Virginia. If there was an experienced line last year and they had people to watch, and that's why Tennessee's lines were so good for so long, is when I was a freshman and a sophomore, redshirt freshman, I watched film and I saw what good looks like. I saw what a great offensive lineman had to do. Every little minute detail, steps, leverage, uh, knowing where to go and going there aggressively. Um, So you can improve. I'm worried that they don't have anybody to watch. Uh, They don't have anybody to learn from. Um, Now, Brandon Kennedy, he's a guy who can come in and set the tempo for them a little bit. Show them what a good physical offensive lineman looks like, how to lead, uh, how to set the tempo for the kids and the players. But, um, you know, they've got a a long way to go. They're still putting on on some size, but you're going from a zone blocking where you just kind of get in front of somebody to where you've got to fire off and you've got to lay your hat on somebody. You've got to drive them down the road and put them in the dirt. I don't know that they have that mentality yet. We will see. But that is a big jump uh, to expect that from this offense. That's Mike Stoll talking on the Sports Source. You can go watch the entire show, including Mike's segment, at sportsource.tv. It's every Sunday, 11 a.m. on WATE. Good stuff there and and something to think about with Tennessee's offensive line. Now, Trey Smith's a guy at left tackle. You're going to hear Jeremy Pruitt talk about that coming up in just a moment. Trey is a player I don't think we have too many questions about, especially when it comes to mentality. He's just, he already is an all-SEC lineman. He can go play and adapt in any system in the country and be great. Uh, But those guys around him, Brandon Kennedy, Mike brought his name up. There is a guy that has been in a system, running in an offense that Tennessee wants to be similar to, and that's at Alabama. Brandon Kennedy transferring in from the Crimson Tides program, and he has been around all-SEC linemen. He has seen what it takes. Can he bring that leadership to Tennessee's offensive line? Ryan Johnson recently, he's competing to be a starter at guard. I think he will be on Saturday. He talked about trying to be more of a road-grading offensive line. That's a term you hear all the time. That's what Tennessee wants to be. That's what Tennessee wants freshman Jerome Carvin to develop into. You'd sure love to see that from somebody like Drew Richmond at right tackle. Can Tennessee do that, and how quickly can it happen 
if the Vols are able to be physical up front, if Tennessee can win battles at the line of scrimmage, that applies to both sides of the football against West Virginia. I think that can be the biggest difference maker for Tennessee trying to pull off the upset against West Virginia. If Tennessee can win battles up front, establish a running game, wear down West Virginia's defense, then in the second half, Tennessee can go win the football game. If Tennessee isn't ready to block up front, if Tennessee can't pass protect, if Tennessee can't set the running backs up to have success, and then West Virginia is able to get up front early, well, then I think you really worry about pass protection. So those are some things to watch on Saturday. How does Tennessee's offensive line play? What approach does Tennessee's players up front take against West Virginia? And as I mentioned a moment ago, Trey Smith is listed as the starter at left tackle. So as we have anticipated here recently, Trey Smith, Tennessee's best player, is going to be Tennessee's protection there on the left side. Jeremy Pruitt talked about that on Monday, the reason Trey Smith is at left tackle and building the offense from left to right. Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said. You know, we, we've, we've got several guys that are competing up front. Um, you know, I, I think if when you're kind of looking at everybody, you want to get an idea of exactly what, what's your best five. Um, and we're and we're still working on that. We've got lots of guys that are running with the ones. Uh, we've got different combinations, which is important because you need depth. Uh, and we'll play a lot of guys in the game. Uh, we feel like there's guys that deserve to play. Um, so we'll see how the game goes. But I think Trey is is a guy that you know is a, a pretty good pass protector, and um, he has good size and and is a solid run blocker. Um, so. To me, if you if you want to play who you think might be your best pass protector, it would be at the left tackle. That makes sense, doesn't it? So Trey Smith said at left tackle. You hope for him, first of all, that he's able to stay healthy. And for Trey, he has put in so much work to be ready for the start of the season. Even when there were questions about if he would be able to play football, he was making sure he was doing all the conditioning, all the weight training that was allowed so that he could be prepared for when he would be cleared. And I think Trey was confident that he would be, and he was. Last week, Trey was cleared for full contact, and he looks ready to go. He looks the part. As Trey, he wasn't practicing in the spring, and he was limited for the start of fall camp. It's difficult to tell. We'll see how he plays at the start of the season, but I'm betting Trey Smith plays pretty well right away for Tennessee. He is a welcomed addition back. And again, Trey deserves a ton of credit for how much work he's put in to be ready to play, and you can tell how much it means to him to be out there playing for Tennessee. If you're a Tennessee fan, I think that's all you can ask for from Trey Smith. You are listening to Locked On Vols coming up. A few updates from the practice field for Tennessee on Monday and some news related to quarterback battles around the SEC. That's right here on Locked On Vols, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And with the Locked On Podcast Network, they're getting you ready for the NFL season as well. Locked On NFL has become Locked On NFL of experts. Matt Williamson hosts Locked On NFL and has a brand new lineup every Monday. It will be the Locked On's local experts on the biggest stories. Then Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus will join every Wednesday. And ESPN's amazing Mike Sando joins on Thursday. Be sure to follow Locked On NFL on Apple Podcast and Google Podcast to get this amazing content. And as you're getting ready for the start of the college and NFL season, if you think you know who's going to win, you need to go check out my bookie. Remember, when you're looking at who to bet on, it's just as important who you bet with. That's why I want to tell you about my bookie. 
That's the place to go to bet this season. They've been in the business for years. They have great reviews online, and their mobile site is easy to use. You lay down some cash, you can win big today. At MyBookie, they have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for you fantasy guys out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. Join now, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE to activate the offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code ONCOLLEGE when creating your account to claim the bonus. At MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid. On Monday on the practice field, I think there was a good sign for Tennessee's defense. Darren Kirkland Jr. was pretty active while the media was able to be out there watching what was going on. It was limited, the amount of periods we were able to see practice, but Darren Kirkland Jr. was getting some work in with the linebackers, was also working on some pass coverage drills. And over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Darren, while the media's been out there, off to the side on a stationary bike working with the strength and conditioning group. So the fact that the Monday of game week, Darren Kirkland Jr. is out there working on the practice field, that's a good sign of where he is physically. The depth chart has Kirkland and Quarte Sapp bracketed together at the Will linebacker position. Kirkland's going to play for Tennessee and play an important role if he's healthy and good to go. And the fact that he was practicing Monday says right now he's on track to be good to go for the opener. That would be big for Tennessee. If the Vols can count on Kirkland, Sapp, and Daniel Batuli, I think Tennessee feels pretty good about where it is at that inside linebacker group. And of course, what Tennessee runs will be based on what West Virginia is doing. You're going to see some five or six defensive backs on the field, I think a good amount from Tennessee. But Darren Kirkland Jr. can play in multiple packages within Tennessee's defense. He can be that quarterback of the defensive side. It's something you've heard probably so much over the last couple of years about Darren Kirkland Jr.'s ability, his, uh, his ability to mentally pick things up so well. If they can have him out on the field a good amount on Saturday, that would be a big boost. Brandon Kennedy, who was mentioned earlier in the show, very important for Tennessee's offensive line, he was still off to the side with the strength and conditioning group. I don't think there's anything too severe there. That looks like Tennessee doing everything to make sure that Brandon Kennedy is good to go with whatever ailment he might be dealing with. But Kennedy is very important for Tennessee. The fact that he's listed as the only starting center, it's not Brandon Kennedy or Ryan Johnson, that tells me Tennessee is expecting Brandon to be good to go on Saturday. He's an important player for Tennessee's offensive line, the anchor of that offensive line. So something to at least monitor over the next few days. It was also a hot day. It was in the upper 80s, low 90s while Tennessee was on the practice field on Monday afternoon. The energy looked good, I thought. As we often see, the offensive line coach, Will Friend, the defensive line coach, Tracy Rocker, were very animated on the practice field, which you probably like to hear. But I thought the energy was pretty good for a Monday to start game week. And Jeremy Pruitt said at his press conference, he's ready, the player's ready, the media's ready, fans are ready to see some game action. So I think Tennessee probably has a little more excitement on the practice field just knowing that there's only a few more days where they have to go through Tennessee versus Tennessee. It's going to be Tennessee versus West Virginia on Saturday. As I look around the SEC, there were a few notes with quarterbacks in the SEC on Monday. Florida named Felipe Franks the starting quarterback. I think that's been the expectation, but there was some question. Would it be Franks? Would it be Kyle Trask? Emory Jones is a player to watch this year, a talented true freshman, but the redshirt sophomore is going to be starting for Florida. There's a similarity between the Gators and the Vols programs. 
Felipe Franks, a redshirt sophomore, is starting for Florida. Jared Garantano, a redshirt sophomore, is expected to start for Tennessee this upcoming Saturday. A difference, Tennessee's going to open against West Virginia. Florida has a much weaker opponent to open up the season, but how that position develops over the year will be a big storyline. No official depth chart from Georgia. No official starting quarterback for the Bulldogs as they're getting ready for Austin P on Saturday. Again, I, I think that's probably more Kirby Smart trying to motivate his own guys within. I don't think putting out a depth chart affects what's going to happen between Georgia and Austin P. It's going to be Georgia winning the game by however many points they really decide. But no official word yet from Georgia on the starting quarterback or the overall depth chart. And then Mississippi State announced the suspension of quarterback Nick Fitzgerald for the opener against Stephen F. Austin. It's just a one-game suspension, and it comes from a violation of team rules from back in the spring. But Nick Fitzgerald, who kind of gets lost in the quarterback conversation around the SEC because of guys like Jake Fromm and Tuatanga Vailoa and Jarrett Stidham down at Auburn, Fitzgerald, remember, is one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC and really the country, but he will not be Mississippi State's starting quarterback this weekend as he's been suspended for the opener. So some SEC news. There will probably be more updates around the league coming over the next few days and coming up on tomorrow's show. Hear what Jeremy Pruitt will ask of his team and what he will try to do to help his players have the best chance to win. Also, I'm going to take a big picture look at Tennessee, what Tennessee is trying to do beyond Saturday's West Virginia game. And then, of course, what Tennessee will try to do to beat West Virginia this upcoming Saturday. That's coming up tomorrow on Locked On Vols. The show is available on iTunes, on Google Podcasts. If you have time, rate and review the show. Help spread the word. And thanks so much for being here as we are just a few days away from Tennessee and West Virginia kicking off the season. It's a fun time. Today's show has been brought to you by The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash Rocky Talk as well as MyBookie and FanDuel. I'm on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Feel free to follow and send me a question or comment for the show anytime. Thanks again for hanging out, and I'll see you tomorrow.